0: It's after 5 o'clock on a Friday. Say it with me now. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And it's time for Ask the Preacher, your chance to have your Bible questions answered. And it's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church, located in North Lakeland. God had mercy on me, on me. God mercy on me. Ask the
1: Preacher. Here's John Freed. Hey, welcome to the program, everybody. Happy Friday to you. July the fifteenth, wonderful Friday afternoon, and yes, it is hot. If you were listening to the weather report just a moment ago, and it's been hot for a long time. Um, I never have believed in global warming, but I sure do believe in global heat. <laughs> okay, that's my silly humor. Uh, my daughter calls it dad humor, and uh, the church calls it pastor humor. I'm kind of dry, but it's dry outside as well. So you know, let let it rain. Just let it rain. Uh, folks, I, I, I want to have some some things just to talk with you about, but if you want to join the conversation, if you want to ask a question, uh, maybe you need prayer about something. The phone lines are open, 863 I'm about to give my cell phone number. 863-682-1430. That is the number into the studio today, 863 682 1430 so regardless whether you're listening by 96.7 fm or the good old 1430 a.m same phone number into the studio 863-682-1430 and of course you can go to askthepreacher.com and submit a question or a statement or a prayer request there Uh, we don't get those quite as quickly but we try to get them while we're still live on the air oh Every Friday, it is always um, somewhat difficult to narrow it down as to what to discuss. There's so much that that takes place um, throughout our throughout our week. There are so many things that um, just make me put my face in my hand and go, "Oh my gosh, seriously, is this seriously going on in our world?" Um, and and yet at the same time, I am constantly reminded to run to the Lord. Uh, concerning my strength and my peace of mind. Uh, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and He will give you peace no matter what's going on in the world. Uh, And it is very encouraging to me—this might sound like an odd twist to you— but it's very encouraging to me to know what is going on in our world. You say, how in the world would it be encouraging? Well, uh, because of this, every day I am reminded that the Bible is true. I'm reminded that the Bible is true by the craziness that happens in the world, and yet the answers, um, the, the the prophetic nature, if you will, of the Word of God. Uh, almost everything that you see happening in today's world, you can find in, in Scripture. And so it's not a surprise. The other thing about it is we we saw it happen in Scripture hundreds or even thousands of years ago, and it repeats and it does it again and it does it again and it does it again. History repeats itself. But every time we find out that the word of God is absolutely true. I, I want to read something uh, to you today out of Romans chapter 10. We'll start in verse 15. Romans chapter 10, verse fi- 15. It says, How shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring good news of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now that last sentence there is Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It seems interesting to me that um, with everything that's that's going on in, in the world, that truth is still truth. The Bible is is still truth. It holds its value day in and, and day out, and it's amazing to me. It's like, how can people not see this yet? Well, this truth in Scripture says that people don't know this. They don't see the, the reality of the truth of, of God's Word because they haven't heard it. I'll read Romans 10, 15 through 17 again. How shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel of peace, who bring good news of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Uh, I should have backed up in the verse 13 and 14. and says, how, w- how will they know unless they have heard, and how will they hear unless somebody um, uh, is is... Preaches and how will somebody preach unless somebody is sent? Is is where it picks up in verse fifteen, and so lots of people that just have not heard. It is amazing to me, that with technology as as strong as it is, how easy it is to get information uh, out out to people. That there are people that still just don't know. So you have people that don't know because they haven't heard, and then you have people, as mentioned here in Romans 10, 15 through 17, then you have people who have heard but have not believed. They have chosen not to believe. In, in the in verse 16 it says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. Uh, so it's given to them, but then they didn't obey it. Um, you know, I, I was talking with somebody the other day, and it, it, they're – they're going through the same cycle that they've been through many times over. And, I, I again, I just want to just drop my my head into my hands. I, I can't do that here on the radio because I my mouth moves away from the microphone. But it's like, oh, my goodness, how many times do you have to go around this until you – it's like, haven't you learned the first or second or third time around this circle? It's, like, amazing to me. Um, folks – the Word of God has, has the answers that we need in life. Uh, but before we go to a break, I, I want to share with you another verse here out of Isaiah chapter 5, verses 20 and 21. It says, Woe unto them that call evil good and that call good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness. They put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. And you see that happening. You see that happening in the upper branches, and we call them the upper branches, but the uh, upper branches of of our government. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Uh, to, to copy a, a phrase from another preacher, how dumb can you get and still breathe? It's absolutely amazing to me. We'll talk about a couple of these issues, but my, my reminder to you today in opening up today's program is that God is faithful. His Word is faithful. His Word is true. Uh, So don't lose hope. Don't disparage. Don't wonder, how is this all going to pan out? How is it all going to work out? Well, the Scripture, the Bible, it gives us the answers to all of those things. And so you can take confidence. You can take peace. You can take hope in God's Word and in the faithfulness of God Himself. You're listening to Ask the Preacher? We will be back in a couple minutes. If you want to call in, please feel free to do so. 863-682-1430.
0: But now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher with your host, John Free.
1: Hey, welcome back to uh, today's Ask the Preacher program. I want to invite you to Believers Fellowship Church. Um, I I guess if you listen to the show regularly, you uh, realize that I'm the pastor of the church there. But uh, Believers Fellowship up on the north side of Lakeland, 5240 North Sokrum Loop Road. But that probably doesn't mean much. Just just Google it, duck, duck, go it, look us up uh, on your favorite maps app, and uh, you'll find us, Believers Fellowship in North Lakeland. Um, Sunday services are at, at 10 a.m. for now during the summer. We'll probably go back to two services when the fall hits. But I um, want to invite you to join us. Look us up, BelieversFellowship.com, if uh, if you want to find out more information. You can even watch services live on our YouTube or Facebook pages. All right, well, during the break, we have a, a caller that called in, uh, James from Arbendale. Hello, sir.
2: How you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Great to hear from you. Uh,
2: pa- uh, Pastor, questions pertain to Leviticus 1928. Okay of contending to uh, a friend that, let's say, just got a tattoo, and let's say, for example, we are talking about here people who do not know
3: Scripture,
2: yet when they do find out, they deny it or they just accept what has happened. In this situation, let's say that she knows about it now, and it's just like saying to me, well, I lost my virginity. I can't get it back. Well, like, here I am getting a tattoo, so it's now there, so why, am I, why am I, should I take it off of how you handle a situation like that when you know in Scripture it clearly says not to do something, especially when it says, I am the Lord. And I was just curious <laughs> of your take on that, and I'll hang up and listen to your response.
1: Well, you don't have to hang up, but that's fine, I understand. Um, all right, well, thanks, James. Um, well, hmm, it's a, it's a great question, and it, it sometimes might have a long answer. I, I think I'll start with um, looking at old Old Testament Old Testament law versus New Testament grace. Um, however, I want to second that before anybody runs off and saying, "Oh, you, so you're you're saying you don't you don't believe in the law?" No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying we don't live by the law. We live by faith, and we are now in a dispensation of grace. Um, however, the law. So my second point would say, would be to say this. The law was not given for God's benefit. The law is given for our benefit. Um, Let me explain it this way. Anytime when we look in the Old Testament and we see a set of rules or laws that were given for man to live by or to abide by, even though now we don't live by law, we live by faith, we live by by faith in what Jesus Christ did for us in fulfilling all the law— That does not mean that the law still. I'm sorry. It that does not mean that the law has no benefit. Uh, Most of the time, when you look at the laws, again, they weren't for God's good. They're for man's good. They were for man's safety, man's protection, man's well-being. I don't mean male. I mean mankind. And so, here in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28, let me read that verse that James was referencing because it's very clear especially in translations such as the new international version it says do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourself i am the lord don't cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourself i am the lord so you uh you have other translations that basically say the same thing don't get tattoos uh, but I want to read that first part there. Don't cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourself. It is my view of this that that had to do with memorializing um, the the dead, not just decorating, so to speak your body. Now now here's where we get a little deep into it. Um, there there are other, New test, I'm sorry, there are other Old Testament law examples concerning tattoos and markings on your body, um, and then you can go into the, to the New Testament uh, even talking about uh, defiling the temple. And so people will say, putting a tattoo on your body is defiling the temple, mixing an Old Testament statement and a New Testament statement. Well, I think you get into a matter of opinion there. Um, is that tattoo actually defiling? Some people would say, no, it's beautifying. It'd be like, um, does does putting paint on the side of my plywood garage, does that defile my garage? Well, no, it beautifies the garage. Uh, so you could get into some arguments there. So here's, here's – I'm going to boil it down to this. There are people that will memorialize the dead with a tattoo. It's very commonly done. Um, I don't think it's wise – uh, even outside of the of the law, with the commandment given of God, I think it has more so to do with where our passion, where our hearts are. Uh, it is as if to say, I belong to this tribe or this group, as opposed to belonging to God. I don't think it's wise for anybody to put their <laughs> wife's name, children's name, tattoos. You know, you can make all the jokes. You know, you you put a a, a picture of of a, a smiley face. On your, on your body, and then by the time you're 85 years old, it's a frown because uh, of the sag. Natural gravity, it happens. But uh, I don't think it's wise to put tattoos on your body at all. Now, James mentioned the idea of somebody having lost their virginity, but now they come to Christ, they, there's forgiveness. Uh, you, you've gotten a tattoo, uh, you've come to Christ, and you say, well, well, I see that this was wrong, I've done something in the, my past that was wrong. Thank God for His mercy and grace. Wow, hallelujah, we've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. That was the purpose of the law, to show man his or her sin. Without the law, we would not know that we were living in sin. But with the law, we can see we need a Savior. We need Jesus. Jesus is the Savior. So we now live by faith in what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross, Washing away by His own blood, forgiving us completely, uh, pay, paying for the penalty of sin, which is death. By the way, so you say, well, uh, I I got a tattoo and that was wrong for me to do. What what do I do now? Well, just say, oh Lord, I, I, forgive me. I, I did this thing and and I I wish I wouldn't have or whatever. Um, but. Myself, I, I wouldn't worry too much about a tattoo being sinful. I would look at the reason why you're getting the tattoo. Why, why get the tattoo? Well, because of uh, I, I want to make a statement. Well, if, if it's covered, you're not making very good statements, so you better get that tattoo on your face. Nah, that's a little bit of a joke. Don't do that. that uh, wow, I don't know why I said that. That's, that's drastic. Wow, how savage. Um, but consider that. You want to make a statement, but yet it's, it's hidden. Uh, so I don't. I just don't think tattoos are wise, regardless of uh, whether we could argue it one way or the other in Scripture. Uh, but the question would be, why? Why are you getting the tattoo? Are you memorializing the dead, which would be the direct correlation, in my view, to Leviticus chapter nineteen, verse twenty-eight? Okay. Um, you know what? I, I'll I'll make a, another mention of this. Uh, I was ministering at at Believers Fellowship concerning the vaccine, the vaccine mandates uh, the vaccine industry and all of that type of stuff uh, several months back. and uh, I, as I was going down the line with several different scriptures in the message and it's still out there on YouTube, you can find it and listen and listen to it. I don't believe having gotten the vaccine is necessarily a sin. What I what I referenced is uh, why are you getting the vaccine? Um, And and specifically, I'm talking about the COVID-19 vaccine. If you're getting the vaccine out of fear, then that's not of faith, and whatsoever is not of faith is of sin. And so if I'm getting the vaccine because I'm afraid that I'll get sick, I'm going to trust in this vaccine, well, then it's very evident your trust is not in the Lord Jesus. And so that would be a wrong reason to get the vaccine. Well, let's flip the coin over. Oh, I'm not going to get that vaccine. I'm I'm afraid. Don't you know all the all the things that that happen to people that get the vaccine? Well, the reason why you are not getting the vaccine is because of fear, and and that's not faith, and whatever whatsoever is not of faith is of sin. So it'd be just as wrong. So my statement to people is, you find out what God wants you to do. You search it out in the scriptures. You get a uh, direction from the Holy Spirit. And you, with confidence, with faith, you obey the voice of God, and then you you do that. So I was ministering along those lines, and I had somebody, they were visiting the church that, that evening. It was a Wednesday evening. They were visiting the church, and they came up to me afterwards. Um, actually, it was a week later they came up in my second uh, session of speaking on these things. They came up to me, and they said, um, you know, my husband and I, we got the vaccine, um, we came last week. It was our first time. We heard what you were saying. We talked about it afterwards. And we were repented in our heart about what uh, what what we had done. And we feel like, We should have trusted Jesus. What do we do? I said, oh, it's so easy. We just held hands together. We asked the Lord, oh, Lord, uh, forgive us for not having faith and, and trust in you and making this decision, and you've brought this to their attention. And so that's obviously the course that they need to follow. And so we just got it right with God right then. And they have been on a track in the last maybe about eight months of their life in believing God for things, and it is amazing what God is doing in their life, um, improving their health, uh, walking them out of some long-term struggles of, of sin and, and struggle. And it's just absolutely amazing what happens when you put your trust in Jesus, when you obey his word, uh, when, you, when you consider all the commandments of God to be for my benefit. It's not there to hurt me. It's there to help me. It's there to bring life and liberty to me, not bondage. Well, James, thanks for the call, and uh, it is the bottom of the hour, folks. We've got to take a break. So hang in there for about seven or eight minutes, and we'll be back with the last half of Ask the Preacher.
0: Is the glass half empty or half full? Well, the program still has half to go. Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. And here's John. It was good, Eric. I like it. Good
1: job. Good job. I don't know. Maybe that was a dad joke? It was an Eric joke. An Eric joke. <laughs> I like it nonetheless. I like it nonetheless. All right. Well, hey, you know what? I uh, I want to add something to the, uh, the question, the answer, actually. Add something to the answer. Uh, a moment ago, James called in and asked the question concerning tattoos, um, looking at Leviticus chapter 19, and... Um, that is really in, in verse 28 to be specific, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28. You shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. Uh, that is the scripture. Um, and I gave my answer about that concerning the law, concerning grace, concerning the law being beneficial for our um, for our benefit. And that's not for God's benefit. Um, forgiveness of things that we recognize at some point in time, but really I talked about uh, finding out what is right right for me to do uh, and and obeying the Lord. That's what statutes were really all about. Um, and, and so I just want to add this. If we backed up a couple verses, uh, I'd well, yeah, if we backed up a couple of verses, Leviticus chapter nineteen twenty eight says, don't make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourself. But verse 27 says, you shall not round off your hair on your temple or mar the edges of your beard. Now that has to do with getting a good, good haircut, a good trimming going on. Um, I am glad that we don't have to live by those standards anymore today because I can't grow a beard. I couldn't grow a beard to, to save my life. I, I All this week, it's been VBS at our church, um, and our VBS theme this year is Jerusalem. And so the sanctuary is uh, decorated up like a village marketplace in Jerusalem and, and um, different rooms and up and down the hallways are decorated different ways, and we have um, you know, temple class and we sing different Jewish songs and and um, you know, everything that was in the Jewish culture pointed to the Messiah, which is Jesus Christ. And so obviously we're pointing to the Messiah, which is who is Jesus Christ. Um, but uh, so me and a couple other fellas were just kind of laughing about the idea of um, you know, they're like, Man, your your outfit looks awesome. I'm I'm wearing uh uh, a kippah and a, and a, and a talit, which is a prayer uh, covering and a robe and a staff and all of this kind of stuff. And, and I'm like, well, yeah, but it's not complete. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? It looks great. And I said, I can't grow a beard. And so you got another guy there. Um, he's got a big old beard, but he's got his head shaved bald. And, and so we we're making fun of each other, just having fun with it. But anyway, thank God we don't have to live by those standards today because I would fail miserably because I can't grow a beard. But in verse 27, that same chapter, Leviticus chapter 19, 28, says don't get tattoos. 27 says don't round off the edges of your hair or your, of, of your temples, which would be part of the beard there, or mar the edges of your beard. Uh, we're talking about trimming the edge of the beard. So, you know, we have to be careful – About holding people to the standards of the law, because if you break the law in one instance, you've broken it all. So we might hold a standard against people concerning one issue of the law that we're aware of or that that we um, hold partiality to. But yet there's another issue in the law that we're like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Or, yeah, well, and we argue that one away because we don't like that one. So uh, we got we got to be careful in doing that. I'm certainly in no way uh, accusing our caller of, of doing that. I'm just bringing that to our attention um, that our, our standards need need to be uh, to to be gracious and even um, a, a, across the board. I'm going to bring a New Testament scripture in that relates to this uh, in First Peter chapter three, First Peter three three. It says, "Don't let your adorning be external. Uh, so in context here, what's happening is we're talking about husbands and, and wives and obeying the word and, and winning the life of each other and, um, and, and being respectful and pure in our conduct. That's verses one and two of First Peter chapter three. And then in verse three, first Peter chapter three, verse three, it says, don't let your adorning. don't let your beauty, we could say it that way be external, and then it gives an explanation. So don't let your beauty be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing that you wear, but let your adorning or let your beauty or your external beauty be, uh, let let your beauty, not your external beauty, let your beauty be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of gentle and a quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. So, why did I bring that up? Well, I brought that up because um, Peter is not saying not to wear gold or not to braid your hair. You said, well, you just read that. Don't let your beauty be external, the braiding of hair or the putting on of gold. Well, wait a second. Look at the next line or the clothing that you wear. If he's not saying don't wear gold or if he's not saying don't, don't uh, comb or braid your hair, is he also saying don't wear clothes? Certainly not. So what he is saying there is... If, if what you are doing with your body, with your clothing, your hair, your jewelry, uh, let's bring in the tattoos. If somebody says, well, I, I like the tattoo and I don't think it's wrong or whatever. If, if those become your your signature marks, then you've really missed the idea of what godly integrity and what godly character is. Your signature marks, my signature marks, the, the reputation of my life should not be, my And I don't have one, by the way, but my strapping, handsome-looking body. <laughs> I don't have one anyway. But anyway, that should not be my reputation. The reputation that I leave is when somebody would say, you know what? He was an upright uh, – in, 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 he, he operated in integrity, an honest man. He had the love of God, the peace of God. Um, he, he loved Jesus. You could see it in his life. He loved people. That's the first and second great commandment, love the Lord your God and love people. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so those are the two things that we really should be well-known for, not our outward beauty, not our outward um, appearance. So does that mean we don't have an outward appearance? Certainly we have an outward appearance, but our signature marks are the character of God on the inside of us. All right, well, we have another caller here on the line, and uh, welcome to the Ask the Preacher show.
2: Oh,
1: hello. Hello, Helen.
2: (laughs) Sorry, they just told me off
1: off air. They told me your name. Sorry.
2: That's okay. Uh, And I do listen to you most every Friday, and it's delightful. Wonderful. Uh, I'm I'm an 81-year-old child, grandchild of missionaries.
3: Oh, very cool. i followed my
2: medical missionary grandmother around many times, uh, and I remember being taught verbal and the verbal discussion about tattoos. Yeah. Was self mutilating.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some...
2: What I was taught, I never knew. I don't think I ever remembered knowing anything about any scriptural thing. I'm sure she must have.
1: She she may but, have. Um... You know, I know a lot of times uh, we pass on things that um, we don't necessarily have scriptural foundation for, or it's there and we just didn't know where we got the our our opinions from. <laughs>
2: well and he, he, being human that i am i have a tendency to uh go to a little too far with things like that sometime and somewhere in my mind i'm i'm sitting here thinking i i don't i think all tattoos are ugly and some of them are pretty roses and m- american flags and uh, you know they're not ugly but they uglify <laughs> yeah There's, and your, um, you you're your, know- your, your dear temple of the lord i think that's where i was taught
1: yeah, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, um, and then it could go. But if we leave it in the realm of opinion, some people consider a tattoo to beautify that temple, and other people yes. would consider the tattoo to to Depending on that the temple.
2: nature of it, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so I just that's wanted where uh, to
2: share. I, I enjoy your your uh, discussion. So, and S- Sunday morning is super awesome, and I can't get there, so I'm happy. For you, it being there, thank you.
1: Do you listen on the radio on Sunday morning, or do you listen I online? I have
2: a little old faded pink boombox that doesn't even get FM anymore. It does get AM. Yeah. And I listen to talk radio, and I don't move it off of that because it won't tune anything else. So, so, so you you're, hear you're, our
1: our program on at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings, then.
2: On Sunday morning, yes.
1: Wow. Well, if I may, I, I'll, actually, I'll, I've
2: had a, a healing experience. Uh, not too long ago. Wow. Uh,
1: praise God. With
2: that. So, oh, yes, yes, and I did, too, loud and strong, because the more you praise him, I mean, it, you know, the yeah. more he pours it on you.
1: Hallelujah. Okay. Wow. Hey, Helen, thank, thank, you, thank you very much for listening and for calling in today. I appreciate that very much.
2: Well, I thank you for doing what you do. Just keep going.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. God bless you, thank Helen. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's a wonderful call, and uh, you know, I, I don't ever mention that on this same station. Nine o'clock on Sunday mornings, we have uh, pre-recorded uh, segments of our church service that that happens at uh, Believers Fellowship. So those are recorded. Sometimes they're um, they're just a, a few weeks behind of what is happening on the calendar, and then other times they're farther than that. Presently, we're running a series of uh, of reruns, if you want to call it that, stuff that we've already aired. Yeah on on Sunday mornings at nine o'clock right here on the same station you're listening to right now. Um, I I, I want to bring this back over to First uh, Peter chapter three verse three in connecting with James' question and uh, his in his statements earlier and um, and and with the focus for all of us to realize that our reputation should not be uh, well. Let me let me take it away from reputation. Our value points, our own. So my, as Jonathan Freed, as my value points should not be in my appearance and how uh, I should make my appearance the best for everybody, but my value point, my focus should be on my inward character, my, my inward beauty, if you will. Um, and how I can improve that the most. Does that mean I should not take a shower, wear deodorant, comb my hair? No, you should take care of yourself. Uh, You should look presentable. Um, it, It may be best not to judge a book by its cover, but yet many people do that. So you should look good. You should smell good. Comb your hair. Look like a child of God. But your value point should not be placed in those things. Your value points should be placed on your inward beauty, your inward character. Be a child of God through and through, inside out. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more Ask the Preacher in just a moment. If you'd like to call in, the phone number is 863-682-1430.
0: Fourth and final segment of Ask the Preacher this Friday afternoon. Brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church, and here's John.
1: Welcome back to Ask the Preacher, and uh, during the break we have a, uh, a, a caller that has been patiently waiting for us to return. Uh, welcome to the Ask the Preacher program, Jim. What say you?
3: Hey, John. It's simpler than we Christians make it. We make it too complicated. Uh, the culture of the kingdom is holiness, and it's not about what we like or don't like. It's about what God likes and what mm-hmm. God doesn't like. Jeremiah told us in Jeremiah 31 uh, that he'll take the uh, uh, law which is written upon uh, tablets of stone
1: and, put it on and write our that upon the
3: fleshly tablet of our heart. Yeah. And Jesus told us in John 10 that the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. And Jesus said, My sheep know my voice, they hear my voice, another voice they will not follow. So if the Holy Spirit really indwells us, he leads us into all truth. He tells us what he likes and doesn't like. He tells us what's holy, what's not holy, what represents Him, what doesn't represent Him, and many Christians are, have difficulty with that because one, it's it's completely counterculture to our appetites um, and what we desire for ourselves. We yeah. still think it's about us, and uh, and some Christians are just rebellious against uh, um, holiness, and other. Other people, you know, um, it may just simply be that they really don't have the Holy Spirit. They're really not born again. And uh, because they're not born again, they're just, you know, sitting in church and said a sinner's prayer one time and think they're Christian. But yeah. uh, they don't really have that relationship with Christ. They struggle with these, these things. Um, you know, God makes it very clear to us. What he likes, it, it changes our political opinions, it changes our appetites, you know, Colossians... Um, three one through three says, uh, if you then be risen with Christ, which assumes you crucified with him, then seek those things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of the Father, and don't turn your appetites toward the things of this world, but the things of uh, of God, because you're dead, and your life is hidden with Christ God. It's just it's simpler than we make it.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, I hear you say it's simpler, um, but for some that's that's very complicated the idea of uh, following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, and you, you, uh, you, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you say, well, they may not be born again. Uh, Jesus made it, made it clear concerning his spirit dwelling on the inside of us. And when we, yeah. when we don't have that, that I'm going to use this term, when we, don't, when we feel like we don't have that guide on the inside, maybe it's because we yeah. don't. <laughs> uh, so many people want to follow Christ uh, in the sense of an outward set of of rules, but right. Jesus made it clear it would be and an inside set, an inward there's, set. Uh, there's
3: a huge difference between being a disciple of Christ and being a fan. Of
1: yeah, Jesus. you
3: know, and a lot of churches are just raising fans and they're not disciples.
1: Yeah, I hear not a lot church, of terms. I, uh, I,
3: I, I I know your church well. I know you guys. Like
1: so. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we endeavor to do so. I, I hear a lot of people use right now a lot of different terms. We, we talk about uh, disciples of Christ. I hear a term, a um, follower of Christ. Um, of course, you used that term just a moment ago. I'm a fan. Um, it, a fan. It, all of these things mean different, <laughs> differently. Um, and and the, the reality is, you know, uh, a man came to Jesus one day and he said, what must I do? in order to to see the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus' reply was, you must must be be born born again. again. Jesus told some people, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Uh, But then you must be born again. If you're going to see the kingdom of heaven, this is more than a set of rules. This is a change of heart. This is a change of nature. It is a work on the inside that only the Holy Spirit can do.
3: You know, it's it's amazing. Uh, he when when he met Peter um, on that after he resurrected, and they all went out fishing, um, and they met Jesus on the shore, and, uh, and he asked Peter, "Do you love me more than all these?" He called him Simon Bar That was his old name.
1: Yeah, yeah. Son of Jonah. Jesus John. told
3: them, "You'll be a fisher of men," and here he's out fishing again.
1: And yeah. Forgot
3: what he was supposed to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he called him by his natural name, and then, of course, he reminded he him of what his spiritual calling is, his spiritual name. You shall be Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. Of course, Peter was not the rock. Jesus is the rock. It's the rock of he revelation is. on who Jesus Christ is. Hallelujah. Jim, thank That's you so lovely. much for calling into today's program. I appreciate you listening. People. I appreciate right. your call. Bless you, sir. Have a great weekend. Folks, we, we only have a a minute or two left, um, and I want to read uh, some some verses here, and it actually ties nicely with, with what Jim just uh, just just brought up here, uh, and it is in First Peter chapter three, which is where I read a few minutes ago about the braiding of the hair, putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing you wear. Um, so, First Peter chapter three, beginning in verse eight. It says, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, and tender heart, and a humble mind. Don't repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. Now, this connects also to what we started with in Isaiah chapter 5, verses 20 and 21, talking about woe to them that call evil good and and that call good evil. Uh, I'm going to go back. 1 Peter chapter 3, uh, verse 10 here, it says, "...for whoever desires to love life and to see good days." Now, is that you? Do you desire to enjoy your life and to see good days in your living? It gives us an instruction. "...let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil things and do that which is good. Let him seek peace and pursue after it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous." and his ears are, are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Folks, do good. Don't do evil. Love the Lord your God. Pursue peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Um, you can, you can uh, put a, a great standard of living that, that you set up with all the rules and all of that kind of stuff, and, and you may be able to check off all the boxes. But Jesus said very plainly, you must be born again. I want to invite you to come uh, visit us at Believers Fellowship in Lakeland. You can find us online, believersfellowship.com. Uh, watch services there, but come out and see us in person. and uh, and And, of course, join us next week right here, Friday, for more Ask the Preacher. Good day. God bless you.